0: Waking up from that coma, we welcome you in. Geico Outkick Studios is the place. I don't know if you own or rent your home. Doesn't matter. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home, it's hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. All right, formalities out of the way. Food out of the way. Family out of the way. I don't know what your plans are today, but we're glad that uh, we can be part of them here on this Black Friday, November the 27th. Clay will be back on Monday, of course. Happy Thanksgiving to him and his family and to all of the OutKick crew. Jeff Schwartz is with me. I'm Jason Martin. We are veterans to this little gig and veterans to being a part of this show for a long time. Jeff, how was the food yesterday?
3: It was fantastic. It was great. It was uh, nice to have a little. Uh, you know, I, I don't eat a lot of carbs anymore, so it was nice to have the homemade mac and cheese, the the stuffing, the, the rolls. I mean, I don't know the last time my family made bread at the house. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was good. And then I turned the fryer back on and made. I had some turkey legs and fried up some turkey legs for dinner. Oh so, man. Um, yeah. And I had to actually I had some chicken thighs just sitting in the fridge that weren't cooked yet. They need to be cooked. Like tonight was like last night was the last night. So I just threw some lorries on them and dumped them in the fryer for, you know, seven minutes or whatever it was. It took it took two seconds and they came out crispy and like no skin, just like skinless, boneless chicken thighs. Came out like crispy little nuggets. Oh it was out of this world. So um yeah, it was a good night and uh now it's you mentioned Black Friday and uh it's today. Today is um, a big day for for me as an Oregon Duck fan. We have a rivalry game against Oregon State. The game, formerly known as the Civil War, and uh, there's no name for it anymore. And it kind of it kind of upsets me, Jason. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't I don't really. Um, I, I we we have a rivalry game that we called a certain name for like a hundred years, and now that name is no longer allowed to be used. And I don't know what to call it today. I'm I'm, like, I don't know. And look, I work for Pac-12 Radio, so I have to respect that they have changed the name. Um, And we have to come up with a name. Like, we come up with a name. I have my show today before the the game is on, and we don't have a name for this game. It's kind of odd. Uh, That's a
0: first world problem, Jeff.
3: I know it is. I'm wearing my my Oregon Ducks Rose Bowl shirt from last year. It's a big day for me, and and, um, I'm looking forward to watching college football today. It's a lot of college football today, by the way.
0: Yeah, not all of it has been canceled, right? Um, we do have some interesting things going on, though. <laughs> yes. we got USC not playing. we got Colorado moving <laughs> around. We've got Nick Saban not coaching in the Iron Bowl. This time it's not a false positive. You know he's going to be in that crane.
3: He's, he's going to be in that crane above, oh, yeah. above Bryant-Denny Stadium, just like radioing. But I love that. You know, the thing about college football that is so – it's just it, – it, it amuses me so much is – you know how much the head coach like has to have control of everything at all points of time, no matter what. Right? So, like, for example, you know, if if Andy Reid were to miss a game for the Chiefs, right? There would be no joking about like him having to call plays from a hospital bed, or like him having to you know to be in like a a, a containment room at Arrowhead Stadium or in a crane. Like it's like, okay, Andy Reid's not going to be there. Eric Bieniemy will call plays, or someone else you know, will will do the job. But in college football. If any head coach is missing, it's all about, like, why can't, you know, let's find a way for that guy to coach. He's got to coach. He's got to do it. like, the coach wants to do it so badly. It's just so interesting to me the difference in the mentality of the coaching staffs and the personality of the head coach of college football versus the personality of the head coach in the NFL.
0: Yes. No question about that. (laughs) At the same time, if Sarkeesian has to do it for a day, uh, I, I still think Alabama beats Auburn, even though I think so a good too. football team. This is one that, if I'm saving, I would rather certainly want to be there for this than, say, Vanderbilt or a team like that <laughs> where it's a little bit weekend? easier. Yeah, Kentucky <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, 63-3. to three. I think that qualifies. Um, the big story is still the Steelers-Ravens, and yeah. that got much bigger yesterday when we find out Lamar Jackson. Who is he the highest-profile guy so far to get it?
3: reigning league MVP I mean Cam Newton
0: uh yeah I mean yes I mean certainly those would be the two guys I mean Roethlisberger didn't have it he was just a close contact and he ended up playing didn't miss any time Lamar Jackson's testing positive uh you add him to the fact they already don't have any running backs I think it's now 12 players and with the Ravens no D tackles like they're they're just they're a wreck right now so ask this so so how do they play this game on Sunday if they can't get into their facility until Monday? Like you want to talk about competitive disadvantage. Yeah. I don't see how they can do this, Jeff.
3: Well, look, they're they're definitely um it's it's going to be hard. That's uh, the best way to put it. I'm trying to think of ways like that, that this could actually work and it's going to be really difficult because if they can't get their facility Monday, they obviously can't play till Monday. Um and this is a game that has to be played because of the implications for the AFC North and for the wild card mm-hmm. and for the Steelers, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's unfair for the Chiefs to just give the Steelers a win here. The NFL wants to play this game. The reason why they expanded the rosters this year was to allow for a large, a large, um, wholesale like change to the roster and then be able to be able to to play a game with a bunch of practice squad players, which, again, it's not safe. It's not ideal. Um, you're not going to win the game, but you get the game in, which is important for the NFL, right? Because the NFL, at all costs, Jason does not want to have that Week 18 where they extend the season by one week and lose basically the the bye week before the Super Bowl um, and play one just one standalone game. They do not want to do that. They, at sure. all costs, they don't want to do it. So the question becomes... Do you have the Ravens forfeit the game? I, I Tennessee fans did not like this when I said that. Look, you had twenty three guys on you know, your team test positive. Like, if you got a forfeit, it's like what the season's going to be, man. Like, it's no one else has this problem. You got to deal with it. And if this spread through the Ravens facility in the way that they have said it did, which is one coach did not wear a mask, did not had symptoms, still went to work anyways, and I don't know, man. Like the, the forfeit. It's a terrible thing to have to happen, but it kind of feels like that could be something on the table.
0: If they were to forfeit, I mean, this was a game that, and I, well, I mean, we could predict it. We'll, we'll pick some of these games when we get later on in the show, Jeff, but I was going to pick Pittsburgh to win, um, but this was the one on the schedule that you looked at and said, okay, this is definitely one where they're going to struggle. Now they have one other game that's a little bit difficult, and then they have the easiest schedule That uh, the NFL has left. So the expectation was, all right, ten wins. Even with how they've been playing, ten wins is very well within their reach. They could even finish eleven and five. Uh, At the same time, this is the timing of this with everything that's been happening around that organization on the field over the last month. It just doesn't look like it's their year, does it?
3: No, not not at all. I was looking at my futures bets, and I had the Ravens over ten and a half wins. and uh, even at six and four, I thought that, you know, they win. They win, you know, at least they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, they got like Cowboys, and Giants. Games. They've got yeah. some really bad teams coming up um, to end the season. And they're not anymore. I don't think like if they don't have if they don't have Lamar uh, for two weeks. Um, I Yeah, it, it's gone from bad worse. And this is this is important because um, and the Niners are a good example of this this year as well is that for a lot of teams in the nfl your window to win is very small and the ravens can obviously reboot next year retool and come back but unless you have pat mahomes or tom brady russell wilson aaron Rodgers um unless you have one of those quarterbacks it's really hard to win each and every year and the ravens had a chance last year right they were the number one seed they had a home game against the six seed titans um Because the Patriots got beaten, right? Like this is what this is their year, right? The the Chiefs would have had to come to to Baltimore, and they no showed against the Titans. And every year is different in the NFL. And this year they've had injuries, they haven't had luck go their way. You know, they four turnovers against Pittsburgh in the first matchup, Um, and they they kind of missed their window right now. Now they have to retool their roster next season. They might have to change their offense next season, Um, and they kind of missed their 2019 window to get a Super Bowl
0: right and the question always is how long is the window how big is the window and a lot of the time it is dependent upon well who is the quarterback because Jacksonville, you thought they might have had a window, but they had Blake Bortles at quarterback, so that window actually may never have been open. Uh, but they were awfully close to making it to a Super Bowl that one year. You look at the same thing in Chicago. They're still trying to figure this out. Matt Nagy's like, ah, I feel good about Trubisky. Like, no, you don't, bro. Like, they, Let's they, let's be real here. They, they, they do not feel good about Trubisky. Exactly. So the difference there is – and you started to think the same thing about the Rams, but I think the Rams have kind of – jettison that I've window back open with a couple of nice yeah. moves I, I i like them right now in the nfc more than any other team at present now that's not okay. who i picked to get to the super bowl but i i do jeff i i feel very good about the rams when you look at what they can do defensively i know what mcveigh can do offensively and i know how he and yeah. goff just get along and work very well together i like it when their skill talent is healthy their run games nothing spectacular but it does enough uh Within the confines of that offense, the difference is just the defense makes plays, and the defense doesn't get torched for 500 yards. And that, to me, is is the kind of team that in a year where nobody is a real standout on that side, that can get you to a Super Bowl because that that feels like a defense that's not going to have a giant drop off because the talent is there.
3: Yeah, I worry about I worry about golf still though, Um, and. You know, without their left tackle, now and they play really well against Tampa, which I'm I'm actually i was pleasantly surprised to see. Um, I just worry that Goff again is, you know, it reminds me a lot of Jimmy G from last year, right? So, so I, I did an interview with the San Francisco radio station the other day, and they asked me about Jimmy G. And here's what was my answer about Jimmy G. It's like, when, so you you pay these quarterbacks to obviously win you regular season games, but you, you pay them to make the big throw in the big game, right? Like mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the end. That All the winning in the regular season gets you to a point in the Super Bowl or in a playoff game when the reason you pay that guy is to make you an elite play. And I go back to Super Bowl again. I, I, is it fair to, to analyze two plays the entire Super Bowl and say, hey, these are the two plays, why? We're I talking about third downs, right? Yes, yes, Jimmy G. So we have we have a third and six late in the game. They call a, a great route concept, and Kittle's wide open. And yep. it's like right in his vision. And he doesn't throw. He throws to Sanders, who was, who was covered. And then later in game, Emmanuel Sanders is wide open. I was right there. I was at the 15 yard line where my seats were. I saw him dart past me, go go behind the Chiefs safety. That should have been a touchdown. The game should yeah. have ended right there. Actually, he would yep, have been down like the three. He would he would have been down a three or four, probably. And they just would have bled the clock out, scored a touchdown, and won the game. Yep. And he missed. And and those two throws, Pat Mahomes does not miss, right? Well, he, didn't. he
0: had a third down there were two third downs in that game the ones the ones you just mentioned but the one that i always point to is the sanders play because that wins the game uh and then the other one is a third down that pat mahomes did hit to tyreek hill on oh, the wasp yeah yes those those the difference in the game was one guy could make that throw the other guy
3: couldn't yeah. when the pressure was on yeah and and so you know, Goff reminds me a little bit of that. Like, I I need to see it happen in the Super Bowl. I, I know that he won a game in New Orleans in the playoffs. And, look, New Orleans you know, should have won that game uh, anyways. But nonetheless, like, I, I just – I still have this feeling like – if, if they play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, are they going to score enough points? Are they going to keep up? But I like the I like the Saints, too. The Saints, the non-Taylor yeah, Saints, um, their defense is really good. But again, like, they have the last two postseasons, they failed in the postseason. And how much does that play a role in what I'm supposed to believe in 2020?
0: Well, it just depends on the Breeze factor, because it felt like Breeze hit a wall last year, right towards the end of the year. It was two years we ago. Don't-
3: last year he last year he was fine because as he took those five weeks off it was it was a two was that's a 20, right yeah it was two years ago he hit he hit a
0: wall yeah. last year they were taking him off the field some if i don't if if i'm not mistaken well
3: he had that see last year he had the five games where bridgewater played so his arm at the end of the season was pretty much okay and this year for the same reason i think his arm will be fine now was ribs mm-hmm. i mean if you have 11 cracked ribs good good lord that's a lot of that's a lot of pain um how did I, but I'm so curious about this. On one play, I mean, it wasn't that hard of a hit. It was a regular tackle. And he broke all those ribs. Jeez, it's like that's a, a sign from, from above. Like, it's time to – It's, it's about time to hang year. him up, bro. Yeah. is yeah. <laughs> your last year, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what could be a better sign than that. Um, and so, you know, it, it, I, I think the Saints are really good. The Rams are good. Look, and he's talking about Tampa. If Tampa – Play to their uh, talent, like put everything together for the last month of the season. They could be really good too. Like that's and that's thing, that kind of scares you about the NFC is like you have a couple teams like uh, can we put it together. If we put it together, man, which is a, it's, a, it's saying a lot. But we've seen the Giants do it twice, right? We put we don't put a run together. The Ravens in twenty two in twenty twelve put a run together. Um, even the Patriots of twenty eighteen. I mean, they were they weren't that good on offense, and they just had three amazing weeks. Of offense, Um winning with the, with the winning Kansas City, and then going and beating the Rams. Um, so I mean, Even can, the it, Eagles,
0: it, man. I mean, Wentz it, yeah. went down, and you had the whole Foles experiment the year that they won the Super Bowl, where everybody was counting yeah. them out, and then they just went through the NFC, and the next thing you knew, they beat New England in the Super Bowl.
3: Right, so you can get hot, and, and oh, Tampa yeah. can do it, and Green Bay. Can do it. So there's many mm-hmm. ways to, in my opinion, for um, any of these NFC teams to get after it.
1: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros.
4: That's O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.
0: Hour number two of the program day after thanksgiving hope it was a good one for you and yours hope you're safe healthy wealthy and wise as we welcome you back to outkick the coverage clay travis will be back on monday my name happens to be jason martin more importantly my co-host jeff schwartz down in charlotte north carolina he's on twitter at jeff schwartz i'm at jmart radio the crew Bo benson Chris Perfett, who I know the show after me on Sunday mornings calls him Chris P. Maybe I should call him Chris P. That's a better radio name. Um, maybe I should just adopt it. But I don't do Bronx Talk Radio, Chris. I don't know if it's okay for me to call you Chris P. I like, I don't to, know think, if that's...
2: I like to think Chris P. is a separate character. I like to be Chris Perfett. Okay. All just, right.
0: No, well, I'm glad you told me
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave all the Michigan and Detroit wanderings to Chris Perfett, and Chris P. can keep uh, angsting about the Knicks.
0: Well, I just I heard you, or I heard no calling you Chris P in the last show. Yeah. Uh, as I was driving in, so I was like, hmm, maybe he wants Chris P. I need to ask him about this. So well, I, I know another
2: show around here also calls me USC Chris. So there's there's no governable standard here. We we need. Well, to I, don't wanna, I don't want to I don't want to dog
0: you with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to put that evil on you. <laughs> While we got you right now, and before we jump back into the college talk, and SC will be part of that, but um, are lions yesterday yeah Jeff uh the guy on the boards today for us who produces with me on on Sunday mornings um he's a long-suffering Detroit Lions fan no good man no good yesterday what three turnovers and we said the difference in that game was going to be one team had Deshaun Watson and that pretty much was the difference yesterday but the Lions made it a lot easier also
2: yeah I mean it is progress that the Lions did not punt until I think six minutes left in the second (laughs) quarter However, the circumstances of those punts leave a lot to be desired. And I, I mean, yeah, you have multiple turnovers on back-to-back drives. Like at some point, it just, the wheels came off. And once again, another team, second team this year, puts up 40 points on Detroit. And I, I don't know what embers were left after a, this This game is coming after the first shutout the Lions have suffered since 2009, Against the Green Bay Packers when Dante Culpepper was under center for the Lions, so the last four days, if if the, if the writing wasn't already on the wall from Matt Patricia, the, these last four days have absolutely, in my mind, sealed the deal, and it's just a matter of when. And there was a great shot out there of the Lions owner Sheila Ford Hamp inheriting it, you know, from her mother Martha Firestone Ford, holding her 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 hands to her head at what she is seeing so we'll we'll see what surrender happens. cobra uh, no more like more like face double face palming mm. so we'll see what happens the next couple of days but i can't see any scenario where patricia survives the season at this point just no no potential scenario whatsoever
3: how do you feel about patricia jeff He's supposed to be a defensive coach and his defense sucks. Like that's the thing is like if you're if you're supposed to be a head coach over, you know, like you're a defensive or offensive coach, you better be good at that. If you're not good at the other one, fine. You can hire someone to do that, but they're not good at defense. And they get worse. They get slower on defense. I mean, yesterday it's first and twenty and they're in man coverage and the running back just get behind him for a touchdown. I mean, it's just they're just not they're not they're not good. Um, and I feel like Stafford's entire career is being wasted. Now, I, I don't know if Stafford is a Super Bowl winning quarterback or not. I'd like to find out if he's on a good team, if he could do it. But his career has just been wasted. And, and look, Caldwell, I played with Caldwell for a couple of months when I was in Detroit. He's a great coach. And ever since I got rid of him, they have not been the same team. And they need to bring someone back to, to stabilize that program. Um, and you have Stafford, man. Like, it's, it's an attractive job for that reason. But – they have to figure out who that coach is going to be, and they got to do it soon because there's going to be a lot of teams looking for coaches, and there might not be a big coaching pool this year.
0: Stafford and Matt Ryan, those are two guys that, I mean, obviously Matt Ryan has made it to a Super Bowl before, but they both seem to be in kind of similar spots, and maybe the organizations are in similar spots as well, where, okay, well... Maybe we need to really rebuild or maybe we need to look to the future. Maybe there's a team out there that is close that needs a quarterback that hasn't ever had this kind of opportunity in a new scenario, and maybe you could get that. Like, for instance, what do you think – this is a question – I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Lincoln Kennedy when we were in on Saturday morning, and Jeff, you joined that show, but we talked college when you were on, and we talked about Stafford and i had heard Robert Mays and they were doing a, a podcast with the athletic with him and Nate Tice talking about well, what if Matthew Stafford had been somewhere else because they watch him during pregame and there's all these reports of people that watch him before game start and they're just blown away with his arm talent and blown away with what he's capable of doing and then well he's a Detroit Lion so it doesn't matter like I, I don't know how great he is but just in terms of like arm talent. Seems like most people have him very, very high up. So let's say he was in the place of Jimmy G in San Francisco. How do you think that would work out?
3: Yeah, I mean, we look at his career a lot differently. You know, Stafford's going to have all numbers to be in the Hall of Fame, but he might not have the wins. It's a really interesting. it's a, it's a kind of interesting dynamic with him because you mentioned the arm talent. It's elite. Um, You know, he's made some great throws. He's won some big games in his career, but he's not won a playoff game. He's never been on a good team, uh, really outside of one or two years maybe. Um, So it's it's hard It's hard to evaluate his career. Like, that's why I want to see him be in a good team. Like, can he be the guy to lead this team to multiple playoff wins? We will not know that until they hire a coach that can get the team into the playoffs.
0: And then I guess, I mean, Caldwell's not like an exciting guy, but he was another one of those kind of Ron Rivera guys that knew what he was doing. I think, what was the knock on Caldwell? He was too conservative? He was too In the quiet. way he called? Quiet. No, okay. he just was
3: like a quiet, but, but I played with him. He's not quiet. Like, he, the players love Caldwell. He's a great coach.
0: Well, the Lions are not a great team. Again, now they didn't have, they were shorthanded yesterday, so that was going to be tougher. Deshaun Watson just continues his torrid play, his torrid pace. Though we talked about uh, it yesterday, he is he is so good, just speaking, phenomenal.
3: Speaking about coaching, man, they got to hire someone next year that can. Well, they have to rebuild the roster with like no yes. draft picks, which is really yes tough to do. Yes. that's going to take a multiple year rebuild, but. I mean, who doesn't want that job with with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? I mean, how Absolutely. many teams in the NFL right now would not trade for Deshaun Watson? The Chiefs, the Seahawks,
0: probably who, still Green Bay, but you're getting close to where you might have that conversation. Not that you. What about would, uh,
3: what about like Arizona?
0: oh boy that's a tough one i don't think you would move on from kyler because i think you also think he might be the future as well unless you're bart scott yeah uh but i i mean me personally I would rather have Deshaun, but I've always been so high on Deshaun. I've always had him in the top five pretty much throughout his career. It's just, it's another situation where you don't want Deshaun Watson to be talked about like Matt Ryan is talked about now. Correct. Because they've squandered and just wasted year after year. Like this, I I know, uh, what was it, Kevin Clark of the Ringer wrote this a couple weeks ago that they've just wasted this year. Like this is a total waste for Deshaun
3: Watson. Oh yeah, complete waste. Complete waste. So. I I, and so I think that that, that, that's how good he is. I mean, everyone would take him except like three or four teams in the NFL. All
0: right, I'm going to bring up the name of these. Bring up some teams here and just see if there's anybody else that jumps off the page. That okay, maybe they wouldn't take the guy. Uh, Okay, Chiefs certainly. Um, I guess you'd take him if you were the Chargers, but you do have a young Herbert who I really like. And that's, yeah. a, that's a topic I want to do maybe uh, I, before the end I, of this hour is which one of the three rookie quarterbacks, the studs this year, you would want.
3: Yeah, I, I do think there is – like I, th- I think like the Bengals, Dolphins, and Chargers, we just don't know what they would do. Right. But I, I think that if you could take Watson now or try to develop one of those young guys, you would take Watson now. Or
0: I think you'd take Watson yeah. over Breeze right now too. Yes, or Roethlisberger because of the age factor. Yes. Um. Yeah, the list is awfully small. Like even like a Josh Allen, you're still taking Deshaun Watson if he's out there. Correct. So yeah, I, that he's just he's great, and then they they got rid of his weapon, and he's still finding ways. Now you just have to do something. The problem is to get Tunsil, which I understood you're trying to protect him, but to get Tunsil, you gave up. I mean, Miami's going to get a great draft pick they're going to get a really solid draft pick that can help them almost yes, immediately. They yes, they are. They, they're they going to be in position, if Tua can stay healthy, the way that they've kind of... They have set themselves up. The difference between the Dolphins and the Bills is the Bills are pretty much maxed out. Like, they, they them getting digs, the moves they're going to make are going to be pretty limited. Now, especially with the cap going down or whatever, this is what the Bills are going to be for the next few years. Miami is a work-in-progress... But a work that seems to be progressing well, um, the two a decision last week's the first thing i 've looked at that Flores has done and just kind of tried to fully understand it, but I also think Flores has done a good job, and he showed that this was potentially going to happen based on the way his team played for him down the stretch last season you
3: know the Dolphins are an interesting team because um, you know everyone obviously got intoxicated by this run they just had a five straight wins um, and you know they're they' And I said this, and people didn't like it, but they're kind of—it was kind of a smoke and mirrors team a little bit, right? They were winning with defense and special teams on uh, scoring a bunch of points for them, which is just not sustainable. Their offense actually had gotten worse with two in the lineup, um, and it's not an indictment at all on two. I just kept telling Dolphins fans, like, look. This is not your season. It's next season, the year after Mm -hmm. that. It's when you continue to build up the roster. They have multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks. It's, this is the, it's next year. It's really more like 2022 and 2023. Those years are the ones where you should be favorite to win that division. And you should feel good about your chance to win a Super Bowl. This year is just gravy, right? It's getting to a reps. It's getting ready for next year. It's you know getting young guys and kind of bu- continue to build your culture, uh, especially on defense. And, and, and so I, I, I know that we like wins and losses. We, we very much value those um, in, in obviously in, in America and sports. Um, but sometimes it's not always about that in the NFL. It's about just building your culture up. And this is a year when building your culture up is more important in my opinion that you know in building up to a uh, is more important than wins and losses and making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, well that's the same thing I think about the Chargers. I actually made that point on my program a couple of weeks ago, Jeff, which is if I'm the Chargers and especially if I'm a fan of the Chargers, I don't care if we've won two games. I don't care at all because I know we have the future at quarterback. I love Justin Herbert. He's going to be our guy going forward. We have some serious talent here, but we weren't going to the Super Bowl anyway. We actually benefit by getting a higher draft pick because it's somebody that can come in and help a team that I like the future for. The same thing with Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA. I think they have 17 first-round draft picks over the next four NBA drafts because of the way that they've just kind of dismantled that team. It's like eventually you have to either get bad enough to really rebuild or these little incremental changes aren't going to be enough. It's like you keep beating your head against the wall with Russell Westbrook enough. Okay, we need to move on from Russell Westbrook. You bring in Chris Paul for a season, that's still not going to be enough. Chris Paul goes elsewhere. We're just going to completely tank this thing out. We're going to move Steven Adams. We're going to move all these guys around. And that's kind of what you're seeing with some of these, With like, if I'm the Bengals, if I am the Dolphins, if I am the Chargers. I know the Dolphins have playoff aspirations, but who? it doesn't even matter. They're, the lucky thing for them is they have Houston's pick. So they're going to be able to get a pretty good draft pick, even if they were to con- continue to win. But if I'm the Chargers, I I don't care because I feel really good about where I'm going to be in the future. This is not a 2020 story. This is a 2021, 2022 story.
3: Correct. Um, the Chargers is is all about who they hire as their coach. Um, mm-hmm. I said this. I said this. I think this is good. Like I would love if they hired Arthur Smith, which is the Tennessee Titans' offensive coordinator. Um, that would suck for, obviously for Tennessee, and it would not be good for for your your uh you know your yeah our account here in. yeah but um it'd be really good for Justin Herbert and I'm a Justin Herbert guy so I would love like a like Arthur Smith to come in there um and design that offense, hire a great you know DC and continue. They're 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 very um they're a very talented team. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, and and like they they can be really good. They got to fix their offensive line again next season. Uh not fixed, but then you to stay healthy. Uh, But look at their wide receiver weapons. Derwin James coming back healthy next year will be a huge bonus for them.
0: Melvin Ingram's played banged up this year. They've got Bosa. They've got guys that you like. They've got big play guys, too.
3: And, and, you know, the problem, obviously, is you're in the Chiefs' division, and the Raiders look like they're getting better, too. But that's not really – you think with Justin Herbert and continues into year two, uh, he's been great so far. Look, I'm an Oregon guy. I went to Oregon. Um, I watched all his film, and I thought he'd be good in the NFL –
0: Not this good, though, right?
3: No, it's so funny. People, I saw a conversation this week on one of those talk shows, like, did the Dolphins make a mistake in drafting her, in drafting two, two over Herbert? It's like, guys. I mean, he was played four games. Like, and none of you guys liked Herbert. so Let's not pretend that you thought he was going to be good. Um, he's been he's been better than I ever thought. He's weren't well, they
0: talking about job. him like he was Sam Bradford almost? Like he was. It's like he, he all of a sudden the bloom fell off the rose because he came back to school or whatever like that. Like there've been those guys that have like he had a really high grade like. The year before he decided to come back to Oregon, people were talking about like top five, top ten, and then oh well he made a mistake because now people have watched him and now I'm they see his back. flaws.
3: I'm glad he came back actually. Uh, I think it was important for him from uh, maturity wise to come back. Sure, I mean he and it's working out because
0: man, I didn't see this guy at Oregon. Not that I didn't like what I saw at Oregon, but they have kind of just unleashed Justin Herbert and they've just told him to go out there and be aggressive, and I like that. Now you mentioned that uh anthony lynn deal you feel like that's borrowed time
3: at this point um i definitely do uh if you look at at where they are and and their inability to close out games and their play calling when they get ahead it's just atrocious it's so conservative it's like you know you let herbert be the guy for three quarters then you get a lead and you just you just let someone else do it. it's just it's so bad so um i uh i'm looking forward to a, a new coach there eventually
0: we will. That's a that quarterback question is one that I really wanted to discuss before the end of this show, and I do want to talk about some college football as well here. But Tua, Burrow, Herbert, over the next five to seven years, which guy do you want? Which guy do you feel like is going to have the best career? You can tweet us at JMar Radio at Jeff Schwartz. You can call us if you'd like at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. A question we're going to explore there. And coaches on the hot seat in college football or not because of coronavirus. Another thing we'll discuss. We'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio.
2: This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
1: dot com slash sports tire dot com the way tire buying should be
0: i'll kick the coverage that's the name of the show fox sports radio day after thanksgiving here in 2020 glad to have you with us jeff schwartz jason martin with you clay travis will be back on monday happy thanksgiving to him and laura and the kids appreciate him letting us pinch hit for him for all these years all right herbert Tua burrow yeah I just, I first off, it's a good problem to have if you're the NFL and if you're a fan of this league like we both are, Jeff. In that, the quarterback position right now in the NFL, I just, I like what we have. We do have an aging group that's about to walk off stage left, whether it's Roethlisberger, whether it's Rivers, whether it's Brady, whether it's Breeze, those kind of guys. But you think about Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. And there's a lot of talented dudes here, and certainly the rookies. And it just feels like the league's in a good place when it comes to stud level quarterbacks that can make plays that are fun to watch, they're going to be around for a while.
3: There was a lot of talk back maybe four or five years ago about what happens to the NFL when. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and, and all, you know, Big Ben all retire. Now, obviously, it's kind of hilarious that three of those four are still playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't think people thought they would, you know, Tom would be playing at 43. Uh, and Brees just definitely feels like his last season. He already has an NBC job lined up. Um, so, your point is, is really well taken. We have so much quarterback to, to the point where it's hard to find places for young rookies to go play next season. Like if yeah. Tampa if Tampa brings back Tom Brady which they will, who needs a quarterback? The Jets need a quarterback, right? Um, well,
0: or they need a coach and we need to they, or, and we need to see need, what Darnold looks yeah, like somewhere they, else or with someone right. else.
3: The Colts need a quarterback, but the Colts are going to be in a position where it's going to be tough to draft one. Right. The Bears in the same spot right it's kind of too high to draft a quarterback but they need a quarterback of the future um who else needs a quarterback of the future right now
0: um let's see here we'll just go we'll go through division you've got josh allen in buffalo you're fine you've got tua in miami you're okay there Patriots. Yes. Patriots might need one. The Jets. That's that's just a completely different discussion. You've got Lamar. You've got Burrow when he comes back from injury. I don't know if you're moving on from Baker in Cleveland. Um, Pittsburgh does need one soon. Well, the if, if the right. Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, Roethlisberger is going to walk off. That's yeah, going to be but, the end of his career.
3: Right, but just remember, they're going to be you're going to be drafting in the t- late twenties.
0: Well, I'm not saying you can get the guy in the draft. I'm just right. saying they need to address that position and, in the coming years. or maybe now,
3: quarterbacks are going to be few and far between. I mean, Dax yes. are going to be franchised. And like, that's the end. So like this is so there's just like you either you either need a quarterback. but can't get one in the draft or there's a bunch of teams. that are like, "Ah, I don't know if we need one this year. There's there's just a a lot of quarterback. Niners. Yeah, but it's my thing about about Niners is if you get rid of Jimmy G, who are you getting that's better? Right now, like you're not going to draft a guy where you probably are to get one who's better. In the free agency, there's no one better unless someone's surprisingly cut. But who's better? That's the, my that's my thing. Is like when you the thing, the thing when you fire a coach or when you when you you move on from a quarterback is you obviously want to upgrade that position. That's why everyone talks about you know, firing college football coaches. We'll get back to that subject again. But when you replace a player, the goal obviously is to is to replace it with someone better. And and um, are you know are are they going to move on from Jimmy G? to someone better, that's going to be tough because Jimmy G's like in the middle of the pack. I mean, you're not getting a Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson. Um, Who are you getting that's better than Jimmy G? I
0: mean, that's a good question. It's definitely a good question. But, and and I guess it just depends on where you're picking and who's available at the time. Like, I mean, you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. You're not that bad. You're not getting, you're probably not getting Justin Fields. You're probably not that bad.
3: the, the one the one guy is Zach Wilson at BYU, who right. I've seen linked to the 49ers as a guy that would fit what they want to do. Um, and he would be available probably because he'll be the fourth, maybe third or fourth, depending on what he, how people like Trey Lance and more to go to state. Um, but you're looking at, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, and then Zach Wilson, who's been great this year. But they haven't played anybody, so that's yes. the concern, I think, is that um, – you, you're drafting him, it's like almost like a Josh Allen thing. You're drafting him based off of. Are, have you have you have you seen a photo of Zach Wilson? By the way,
0: have I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like, he looks he's, like he's like 15 years old. Yeah, yeah.
3: Anytime, any place, anywhere, though, we'll play anybody except Washington. Yeah. And, and the thing
0: is, I we talked about that yesterday. They would have played Washington. They weren't dodging Washington. They just they totally botched the optics they didn't realize how this story was going to make them look yeah and what they were doing they were assuming that this game wasn't going to end up happening not realizing it would have been so awesome for them to have scheduled it and then said hey man they had to go play their game but look at what we did like we tried we tried so hard
3: they also were a little confident where they'd end up in the cultural ball playoff and did not and and didn't think they needed the d needed this game yeah Um, well that was foolish yeah um, which, again, Washington's not ranked now. I do think they will be by the end of, of the season. They're a good football team, um, depending on how they play against Oregon in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see where they end up being raised. So, um, you know, there's there's quarterback options, I guess, for the 49ers. But, um, yeah, I mean... is you there, know, Free
0: agent-wise, who is going to be out there in the quarterback spot that you're going to want?
3: Cam? Um, I think for, Dak gets franchised. Any Dalton will be out there.
0: Um, oh here's a here's a thought here's another potential landing spot for for a quarterback like for we were talking about teams that might need one I think Jacksonville needs one I think Minshew is Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0 I think Minshew can go to a team and can win some games and probably has a decent career in the league just like Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick does but he's always going to be the guy you're looking to looking to find a permanent answer for so I don't think he's long term in Jacksonville
3: yeah, that's fair. I guess Jackson was yeah, Jackson was one of those teams too. Um, so I, I again, I there's the the free agent pool is very thin because a team just a team just re-signs their own guys, right? I mean, there's a franchise tag. It's tough when you have a franchise tag um, in in your back pocket. It makes sense for the Cowboys to use it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean the caps the cap space thing is going to also. We know that there's going to be a a lot of decent talent at certain positions that is out there that teams would like to keep, but they're going to have to move because of the balance sheet. Um, And so there's going to be some stuff out there. Now, do I think quarterbacks are going to be part of that? No, not
3: really. It's a great great comment you made because um, there is um, a scenario where the salary cap is low, 175 this year, Mm -hmm. next year I should say where they end up needing to everyone needs to cut bait. But I but I wonder if I, I, I do wonder if the NFL finds a way to fudge the numbers a little bit to where you can keep your quarterback. Because I, I feel like it would be bad for the league if everyone had to cut all this bait and just it it would be it would be tough to to force teams to have to get rid of their quarterback because of cap space problems in a weird COVID year.
0: Here's a question for you. Let's say the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. If you're San Francisco, do you want Sam Darnold?
3: I think you, I think you might kick the tires on Sam Darnold. Or I mean, if, uh, you offense.
0: and I are about the same thing. Like, the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. But I could have named probably half of the starters in the league and put them with Shanahan and the way that that defense was playing and the way that they were running the ball and could have seen them doing almost the same thing. Like I didn't feel like Jimmy Garoppolo was a reason why they made it to the Super Bowl. So if you're not sold on Jimmy G and now he's dealing with another injury thing and he's been banged up uh, a lot more than you would want for a franchise quarterback to be perhaps in San Francisco and it always seems like they are not looking at him the way that they were Uh, two years ago to say the least and if Darnold needs a change of scenery and they're going to go draft his replacement anyway then maybe I would look to that because that could be an affordable deal for you potentially also I I don't know that Darnold's going to command a ton of money right now because his value is about as low as it could possibly be
3: Uh, you I think that's actually pretty good a pretty good match there i you know darnold is is very bright i think he would work well in that offense you could do a little bit more with him than, than jimmy g especially in in third down situations i feel like you know every time darnold is healthy for a decent amount of time he's not half bad it's just team around him is so bad that he hasn't he doesn't have his coaching is so bad. he has no chance i think darnold will be good i think darnold will be good in indianapolis next year mm-hmm. chicago there's plenty of places that could use a sam darnold um who you know a well coached Sam Darnold and we've seen guys we've seen glimpses of it it's just hard to see it full time because he's been with Adam Gase
0: well i mean i mean look all you have to do is look at the Tennessee Titans to say I'm not willing to completely cut bait on Sam Darnold yet. I liked him in college. I know he turned the ball over a lot, but I thought he was going to be a star in the league and I still think he could be. I just think Adam Gase is trash, Jeff. Like I just at this point in time, you talked about and we talked about, hey, if you're a defensive coach and your defense stinks, right? Like that's not okay if you're Matt Patricia. The same thing can be true of look, Jim Harbaugh hasn't had a good How can he not have a good quarterback at Michigan? Like, first off, it's Michigan. Second off, you're Jim Harbaugh. Like, how is it that you can't get a quarterback there worth a damn? So you look at this you look at the exact same thing across the board, and I just say, All right, Gase and Tannehill. And now look at what Tannehill is doing. And I'm not saying he's an MVP or anything, but I'm saying that Tannehill is certainly a quarterback that it's it actually has proven to make sense what Tennessee did with him from a money standpoint in the offseason. And Darnold is a young guy who, as long as he hasn't been broken and his confidence completely shattered, there's just a lot of talent there. And I need to see him fail somewhere else before I'm willing to
3: just believe he can't play. Right. And, and I, someone will take a chance on him this offseason. It depends on what the Jets want from him, want for him, which I don't think will be very much. They might not have much leverage to, to get out under that deal. Um, but with a new coach coming to New York to the Jets, there's not a chance they keep Sam Darnold. People say, well, they could trade out a number one and they could end up, you know, getting four draft picks and keep Sam Darnold. I go, yeah, but new coaches are not attached to old quarterbacks. They don't, they do, there's no attachment there for him whatsoever to any coach that gets, the, you know, that, that goes there. There's no attachment to Sam Darnold. They would want their own quarterback, and that would be they, you know, they obviously would would want to get Sam Darnold, uh, not Sam Trevor Lawrence, I should say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not even from. I mean, you don't you don't build your team based on what the fans want to do, but this is just this is just one you can't overlook. Like you can't trade that pick if you're the Jets. You nonsense. have to take Trevor Lawrence. There's just no other. There's no other scenario that makes any sense whatsoever. Whether they go zero sixteen or not is is almost irrelevant. If you get Trevor Lawrence, what's the when's the last great Jets quarterback? That we can really remember. I mean, Ooh. they've misfired on a lot of draft picks, or they've put them in the wrong system at the wrong time. Darnold at this point, like I said, I don't think he's a bust. I think that the way that that scenario has played out hasn't worked. But you look at what? Sanchez and Pennington and all these guys over the last 20 years. It's been a wasteland of quarterbacks it, in that division outside it, of Brady for 20
3: years. Was it Boomer, the last great quarterback? Wow. They had?
0: Well, I mean, they had Favre. Yeah. I mean, that didn't work, but (laughs) but (laughs) they had far for a short time.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today.
3: Oh, oh.
4: Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.
1: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When
0: I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie, because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
1: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel, Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama?